0: Welcome to the Don't Trip on the Usual Travel podcast from Beyond Experiences. My name is Kishin, and in this podcast, I have made an attempt to cover the key holy shrines across the many religions in India. India is a place where a lot of religions were born and have flourished. It is also a country which has accepted many religions as well. During my last visit to Rajasthan many years back, we visited the Ajmer Sharif Dargah, located about 135 km from Jaipur. It is the oldest shrine for Muslims in India. The Mughal Emperor Humayun built the dargah around the tomb of Moinuddin Chisti. Moinuddin Chisti was a Sufi saint, preacher and philosopher who travelled from Persia. It is said as per the Prophet Muhammad's advice Moinuddin travelled from Persia in 1192 to arrive in Ajmer. Moinuddin Chesti is also known by his namesake Khwaja Garib Nawaz. This darga welcomes people from all faiths and religions. As per the belief, one who prays here with a pure heart will have the wishes fulfilled. In addition to common people who visit the darga, This is visited by many dignitaries from Pakistan, Bollywood and cricket stars and Indian politicians. Many centuries ago, prominent rulers like Muhammad bin Tughlaq, Akbar, Jahangir, Shah Jahan, Jahanara Begum, Aurangzeb visited the shrine. Like most mosques and gurudwaras, one needs to cover the head as a matter of respect. If you aren't carrying anything to cover your head, it can be purchased from a nearby store. During my visit, my attention was particularly drawn towards two large cauldrons which were used for cooking. Apparently these cauldrons, also called as degs, were offered by Akbar and Jangir in 1568 and 1614. The kheer prepared in these cauldrons are offered to the poor. The winter months between October to March is the best time to visit Ajmer. The death anniversary of Moinuddin Chisti, also called as Urs, attracts millions of pilgrims worldwide. The state neighbouring Rajasthan in Gujarat has a religious shrine for the Jain community. Shatrunjaya Hill is one of the holiest of places for the Shwetambar Jains located 56 km from Bhavnagar. The other shrines being Girnar, Mount Abu, and Chandragiri. This hill is located at Palitana town and it is here where most of the Tirthankaras attained Nirvana. As the name goes, Shatranjaya is known as a place of victory over inner enemies. The ascent to this temple complex is 3500 steps spanning across three and a half kilometers and takes about two to three hours. There are in all 863 temples which took 900 years to build, thus making it the largest temple complex in the world. The first Tirthankara, Rishabha delivered his first sermon here. The temples were built in two phases between the 11th and 12th centuries and then in the 16th and 17th centuries. This temple is a must-visit in a lifetime for the Jains to attain nirvana or salvation. Religious Jains climb the hill 99 times during their lifetime. 99 climbs is quite a number and that surely requires a great deal of endurance, don't you think? The Jains do it by staying back in Palitana for a period of 3 months and climbing the hill every day. One must travel back before sunset as overnight stay is not permitted. Likewise, one must not carry any form of leather that is belt, wallet, or purse to this holy shrine and should dress appropriately. The best time to visit Palitana and the Shaturunjaya hill is between the months of October to March. Also neighbouring Rajasthan is the state of Punjab where the famous golden temple is located in Amritsar. This Gurudwara is the most sacred place for Sikhs and welcomes people from all religions and faith. Called Harmindar Sahib or Darbar Sahib, this temple has a sacred water tank also known as Amritsarovar that surrounds it. The pilgrims immerse themselves in this sacred water tank which is said to be having healing powers. The holy book Guru Granth Sahib is kept in the inner sanctum of the Golden Temple in the morning and returned to the Akal Takht, the chief center of religious authority of Sikhism, in the night. Guru Nanak, the first Guru and founder of the Sikh religion, meditated by the water tank surrounding this temple. The subsequent Gurus continue to visit this place, thus becoming the primary shrine for the Sikhs. The Community Free Kitchen, also known as Langar, here can feed 50,000 visitors a day or even 100,000 on special occasions. All the visitors sit on the floor and eat together. One can volunteer to help in the kitchen or be a part of any other community service at this Gurudwara. The winter months from November to March is the best time to visit Amritsar. Neighboring Nepal and West Bengal is the state of Bihar which gave birth to Buddhism. It is in Bodh Gaya, Lord Buddha attained enlightenment under the Bodhi tree. As a matter of fact, Buddha spent a period of seven weeks here at the Mahabodhi temple in Bodh Gaya. Emperor Ashoka in the 3rd century built the earliest form of monastery and shrine here. They however don't exist today. The only thing that remains today is a stone slab depicting the place where Buddha sat under the Bodhi tree and attained nirvana 200 years earlier. This stone slab is known as Vajrasana meaning diamond throne. The Bodhi tree is not the original tree under which Buddha attained enlightenment. In fact, the temple and the surroundings, including parts of the Mahabodhi tree, were destroyed by the rampaging Delhi Sultanate in the 11th century. The Burmese conducted extensive restoration of this temple in the 11th century. No one knows why this temple of such religious significance was forgotten for many centuries going ahead. Rediscovered by the British in the 19th century, This temple was in a dilapidated state and the Bodhi tree had aged and weakened over time. The British restored this temple in 1880 and as a part of the temple restoration, Alexander Cunningham planted the Bodhi tree. Considered to be the fifth succession of the original, this Bodhi tree lies behind the Mahabodhi temple. The winter months from October to March is considered to be the best time to visit the state of Bihar. There are many interesting places within a radius of 100 km from Bodh Gaya which are worth visiting as well. Down south in the state of Tamil Nadu is an old church, Santom Cathedral, which lies along the Marina beachfront in Chennai. Santom is the Tamil name of St. Thomas who is an Archbishop of the Catholic community of Christians. Inside this neo-Gothic style church, you will see large stained glasses depicting Thomas meeting Jesus. For those who aren't aware who Thomas was, Thomas was one of the 12 apostles of Jesus who were asked to spread Christianity in the world over. He's also known as Doubting Thomas because he doubted the resurrection of Jesus. His doubts were put to rest with Jesus making an appearance behind closed doors thus making him feel the wounds inflicted by the nails. Now, there are two sides of the story as far as the cathedral and St. Thomas goes. As per one theory, it is believed that St. Thomas came down to India in 52 AD and later settled in Mylapore, Chennai in 68 AD. Post his martyrdom, the church was built over his tomb in 72 AD. However, as per the research done, It is said St. Thomas never travelled to India, thus the church being built over his tomb isn't true. In fact, the Portuguese built this church in the 16th century which remained until the 18th century. The British rebuilt this church and elevated it to the status of a cathedral. This church was later conferred the title of a minor basilica in the 20th century. Located close to the ancient Kapaleshwar and Parthasarthi temples, Santhom Church deserves a visit when visiting Chennai. Last but not the least is an interesting Hindu temple in Kanchipuram located in the state of Tamil Nadu. The Athi Vardaraj Perumal temple in Kanchipuram was built by the Cholas in 1053. This is one of the 108 Divya Desam temples dedicated to Lord Vishnu and considered to be sacred by the Vaishnavites. There is a very special tradition followed in this temple. That is, every 40 years, water is drained from the water tank beside the temple. And this is basically done to bring out the silver casket containing the wooden idol of Sri Vardar. The 9-foot idol of Ativardar is then kept at the Vasantap Mandapam for 48 days of public viewing. The idol is kept in a sleeping posture for the first 24 days and then in a standing posture for the next 24 days. It is believed that the idol was kept immersed in the water tank to keep it away from the invading Mughals. The idol was placed in a silver casket and clamped to the corners of the water tank so that it would not surface up. This was only discovered in 1709 when the water was drained from the tank. The idol from the casket was then kept for 48 days of public viewing before being immersed back. This tradition has been followed every 40 years since the 19th century. The last viewing was a year back in 2019 and the next one will be in 2059. Thanks to the buzz around social media, I ended up visiting the temple last year when the idol was kept for public viewing. Another popular sighting in this temple is the presence of golden and silver lizards on the ceiling of the temple. The belief is, people who pray to Lord Vardaraj Perumal in this temple and touch the lizards get a relief from their chronic diseases. There are many more beautiful temples in Kanchipuram, which was once the capital of the mighty Pallavas. Well that's about it from me covering the different shrines of India. Thanks for tuning in. Do come back for more such experiences to the the Experiences Travel Podcast. Till then take care, stay safe, have fun and whatever else you do, don't Trip on the U ship.